and she hasn't even been making out with anybody for the last six months. In which I didn't believe that because I I know as interesting and as disgusting as it may sound to some people, but there's plenty of guys, there's plenty of people out there that would definitely make out with Riley Reed. Welcome back to the Bromars Show, and this is the show where we talk about things that are currently trending on the internet and also living life as a guy in his 20s. I am your host, Bromar. Make sure you go ahead and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And also follow the podcast on social media on Instagram, which is at The Bromar Show. And look, what I saw on Twitter, oh man. I'd never been to war before, but it was a bloodbath. I'll talk about that here in just a couple moments and more. But first, let's go ahead and talk about what one of my favorite artists, aka Playboy Cardi did. Because I know a lot of people hate on mumble rappers because because they can, I guess. <laughs> but Playboy Cardi here, this is like a high IQ move right here. So he's actually getting ready to launch his Die Lit Era NFT. And with the huge craze about NFTs currently right now, a lot of artists have actually started to look into that. Some artists are saying, do not buy into the hype. I'm saying, do a little bit of research before you jump into it. Because again, this is this could be one thing that could be changing how concerts and live streams could be done post-COVID. Or like even during COVID. But yeah, Playboy Cardi's album, Die Lit, is going to be an unfundable token. And I talked about that in a previous episode, what an unfundable token is. Uh, there really isn't like a straight definition for it. But it's basically, it's like a one-of-a-kind token. It's what it is. And <laughs> basically, you can put like a pixelated image and it, you can basically make it a non-fundable token. But yes, now that... NFTs seem to be the thing everyone is obsessed with these days and even in their practical applications. And yeah, people feel like as they can make a little more money from them and as a result, plenty of artists are creating their own NFTs as a way to generate some extra income. And honestly, more than likely, they actually can because majority of these NFTs or non-fundable tokens, they are linked to the Ethereum blockchain or... Ethereum coins, and I talked about it in a previous episode. Ethereum is like one of the top two cryptocurrencies right now. And as I am speaking, as I'm producing this, it's sitting at about $2,000 roughly, an estimate. And I could give an exact price, but depending on the day you're listening, depending on the day this is released, it could be a completely different price by then. So yeah, a lot of artists have been making a little extra more money because of NFTs. It's not necessarily making them millionaires, but perhaps those that were aspiring to make art as a living have a chance now. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's possible. With a little extra work, you can do it. So yeah, Playboy Cardi is teaming up with re-owned artist Rhymes Like Dimes for an NFT of an infamous animation from Cardi's Dilit era. And this animation features a colorful look at Cardi in a car aiming a gun in the air while Dilit goes off in the background. And yeah, it's a pretty nice, pretty nice little little clip there. And essentially what this is, at least what I'm assuming right now, um, I'm just kind of skimming through the article. This is probably going to be like a unlockable feature. So let's just say 
the Dilate Era album is sold as an NFT, right? And then you buy that NFT with Ethereum coins. And for buying it as an NFT, you get that uh, clip, that colorful clip of, you know, Playboy Cardi waving around his gun while riding in a pretty colorful car uh, with a bunch of police cars <laughs> chasing after him. So yeah, that's another thing about NFTs. Uh, majority of them may unlock some additional content, which is really nice. Even like physical copies of the art. Like it, it's pretty, pretty interesting. I, I kind of like this idea. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, there is no price attached to the item just yet. We can imagine just how much some fans would be willing to pay for this. It is a cool collectible and one that stands to make Cardi and Rhymes Like Dimes a lot of money. And it is possible because like I stated earlier, one Ethereum is around a $2,000 mark right now as I'm producing this. And you can basically, I mean, purchase fractions of the coin and they can sell the album as a fraction of a coin like 0.05 or 0.5 or even like one Ethereum token. And depending on how many copies they're going to release, they could release 100 copies or they could just release 10 copies. We don't know, but I'm pretty sure they're going to make a little more money than they do with comparison to any record store sales or any digital music sales on Apple or Google. So it's going to be interesting how this plays out. This part of the episode right now is definitely not suitable for work. So if you have kids or you're at work right now, please put in some headphones or wait and skip this part, okay? Because <laughs> like this story, it's brutal. Never in my life have I seen so much bloodbath than I have on Twitter. And look, I live on a pretty interesting side of town here in the city of Indianapolis. And I've seen some stuff. Don't get me wrong. But Twitter, oh man, it was, oh my God, awful. Oh man. So we're going to bring this person back into our heads again because some odd reason she keeps living in my head rent free. I talked about Riley Reed before. And if you don't know who she is, she is a very well-known, talented actress. You won't necessarily see her on Hollywood or any big screens, but maybe on the internet you might see her frequently. Uh, has a very recognizable set of tattoos on her back. Um, and she, I would say, is a meat connoisseur. She is a meat expert. So if you happen to be the guy and you're looking for some uh, taking care of meat, then Riley is the gal for you. <laughs> She's also a very good uh, furniture expert. Very knowledgeable in the expertise of the couch, especially the leather black couch. And even better expert in bed frames and mattresses and all of that. <laughs> I just like how I'm just throwing all these uh, all these creative terms, even though I don't think they're creative right now. But yeah, your gal here, Riley Reed, again, is an adult actress, okay? And I talked about an article last season about how she was struggling to find love during quarantine, and she hasn't even been making out with anybody for the last six months, in which I didn't believe that, because I... I know as interesting and as disgusting as it may sound to some people, but there's plenty of guys, there's plenty of people out there that would definitely make out with Riley Reed. Like, <laughs> like, 
Like, all she had to do was look at her DMs and just pick somebody. Like, not that difficult. <laughs> but yeah, back to the current story here. And I've seen some of her work too, recently. <laughs> I'll talk about that more here. But yeah, she is now engaged to a, a guy that is actually really good at parkour. Very talented, skilled individual. Jumps from rooftop to rooftop, does all these flips. Like, this this guy's amazing. So now she's engaged to him, and I believe they've been engaged for about six months now. And this is where things get a little more interesting. Because knowing that there is a stigma when someone, especially a woman, does adult acting... <laughs> You're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of trolling here. And when she posted that engagement photo on her Twitter, Twitter let loose. Like you had accounts here. <laughs> and this is actually how I saw some of her work recently. Just scrolling through the Twitter comments, you see GIFs and videos of her um, packaging and taking care of several sausages at a time. All different color shapes and majority of them large sizes <laughs> and also taking some very strange sticky substances on herself but it's man twitter let loose on this one like they did not hold back um you even had memes making fun of the guy saying every time this guy checks through the twitter feed like it's it's bad it's brutal and somebody even pointed it out the guy you can tell in his eyes that he's living misery because of him being engaged to riley reed and um i mean i don't know exactly what happened i'm not sure if, if he like didn't know about her and then all of a sudden brought the engagement and then just found out like oh man i can't believe i'm marrying someone who uh does this type of work for a living and again you know the stigma comes with it so i don't know exactly what's going to happen here and i remember riley said hey like she'll be totally cool if she would remain alone for the rest of her life and have dogs and all that mess i don't know is it possible that riley reed completely changed her mind and said hey like i really really want to get married and I don't want to be alone. Is it possible that she would even be willing to sacrifice her current career as an adult actress just so she could be married and have kids and all that and not be alone? And which is funny because the whole entire being alone thing is, is really interesting because I know some people don't want to die alone. I know some people don't mind dying alone, which man, real savages. And I don't want to talk about that because I just know it, I'm going to get really nihilistic and really dark about it. And I just really don't. And I feel like that's just one of those things that you as a person have to come to peace with. But just jumping back into the engagement story. Is it possible Riley Reed actually wants to get married and have the whole entire traditional life? Or is this just some publicity stunt? I mean, they known each other for about six months and then ta-da, they're all of a sudden engaged. I don't know. And what's funny is, again, I think even Lana Rhodes, another adult film actress, she even is looking into being a trophy wife. And I know the stigma behind it doesn't necessarily add up or mix in, but I'm starting to notice a trend here with uh, some of these adult actresses. Would be interesting to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Like, I, Like, this is... 
the least concern of my problems right now when it comes to this. But somehow, man, that Twitter feed, man, it's got to be scarring to <laughs> those two. And to add more to it, of course, obviously, the OnlyFans girls, they were pretty triggered about the comment section, especially those that were posting the gifts of her, you know, taking care of a couple sausages here and there. And yeah, again, taking bodily fluids and all that. <laughs> They were triggered at those people, calling them insecure and all that and etc. I mean, they could all be joking and they could be jealous that they're not marrying Riley Reed. That, that could be the case. But the whole point is, is that these girls, they were, they were pretty, pretty mad. They were big mad. And the, the trolls really could care less. Like, the, they were just having fun. <laughs> oh, man. And I kind of want to do a separate thing in regards to... Insecurity in regards to being part of those type of relationships. I feel like, first of all, in order for me to talk about that, I have to experience that in an actual relationship with, you know, someone that does that type of work. And by the way, to make things a little weird is why are these girls triggered that these trolls are posting a whole bunch of Riley Reed's scenes of taking care of business with partners, you know, like... That is sex positivity a lot of people are promoting right there, you know, like. And at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters what a lot of these guys post. These girls were getting triggered by it. And it's like I explained earlier in one of season two's episodes. If you want to normalize and end slut shaming, the first step to it is to acknowledge it for what it really is. Otherwise, if you're trying to like go against it or sugarcoat it, you're acknowledging the fact that there's nothing normal about it. You know, like y you see what I'm saying here? And damn, this is about to turn into like some type of spiel right now. I was about to say, you know, it seems like the world is so lost right now that they don't even know what else to normalize. Like, I mean, I get it normalizing uh, being a hoe and all that mess is one thing, like, but I don't know what else uh, some idiot is wanting to normalize. So, uh, I would still be on the lookout for other people. But yeah, if these girls want to normalize being a hoe, all they got to do is call it out for what it really is. Just, hey, just say it's called being a hoe. Don't do this entire, I was trying to find myself and yada, 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 or I need space. Oh, that's the most common one. <laughs> I need space. I'll even post a picture of that on the Bromar Show Instagram page. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, this is kind of interesting how this really turned out. You know, Riley Reed went from like, I haven't been kissed by a guy in like six months to like six months later. Now I'm engaged. So and then common theme also is with a lot of uh, adult actresses, they're kind of wanting to be like, you know, the traditional housewife or just a wife in general. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it's common. A lot of uh, adult actresses are married, but uh, I don't know. It's just something I at some point may look at, but uh, I don't have the energy for this right now because of <laughs> all the Twitter, uh, all the Twitter stuff I'm seeing right now. It's uh, oh, man, I'm going to be right back. Let me just go uh, take care of something real quick. In this segment of this episode, I would like to give a shout out to two people that I personally have met in life and they're still part of my life. Uh, the first one has to be JBK. He used to be the host for the Too Far podcast. Uh, this was, I would say, ooh, way back in the day when I actually first started podcasting. He also started one too. And I guess for him, it was kind of like a way to kind of keep being on the air or, you know, keep practicing his on-air skills. Kind of like me. I started podcasting just so I could, you know, keep my 
on-air skills pretty polished up. And now, recently, he's actually now part of the Noel Kassler podcast. Noel Kassler actually is a comedian, and he is now the producer for this podcast. And they're really doing big things. And now that he found, like, a niche, he found out what he wanted to do. It's like he's pretty passionate about it, and I'm really proud of him. I'm proud that he's, you know, taking this this gig with Noel Kassler, and I wish him the best of luck and would like for him to continue on with his work. And JBK, I actually know him in person. I used to go to school with him. Uh, we also were in a radio program together, so that's how we know about each other. And we go way back. We, we used to hang out, uh, but because of COVID, it's not as easy now. <laughs> um, but yeah. Hung out with him several times. I used to go to school with him, had classes with him several times. And it's like, you know, just the guy that, you know, I went to school with, that I had classes with, is now doing big things with Noel Kassler. So I'm really proud of him. And I'd like to give a shout out to JBK. And then the second person, I actually met this person at work. uh, And now he's doing big things. He's wanting to have his own, you know, food company. He actually inspired me to go for what I really want to do. And he likes to tell the story every time, you know. He used to make six figures a year. You know, had a wife, kids, all the Harley Davidson motorcycles. And he also used to have a cabin in the woods. He had a really high-paying job. It's like, you know, the, the stuff and the life that would make a lot of people happy. But for him, it really wasn't bringing him that type of happiness up until... He had a CTJ, which is a come-to-Jesus moment. He finally realized what he wanted to do in life, and that is food. And, you know, he wanted to cook, prepare food, run his own food truck, and that's what he's going for right now. And he's, I would say, 10 years older than me. I'm roughly around 25. So so for him, having that come-to-Jesus moment really inspired me to have my own moment like that too to really pin down exactly what I want to do in life and I mean thanks to him and other factors I realized you know I want to do art as in drawing digitally or just drawing in general and therefore that's why I really have been sucking with you know keeping up that consistent schedule of posting episodes the day they're supposed to be posted like I usually premiere them a day later or two and I mean it it sucks sometimes because I know some people are expecting it for it to come out and they're looking forward to it and ever since I just started pursuing art ever since I just had that moment it's like I haven't stopped and because of that I actually started seeking out an art coach I actually ended up getting a patreon for a youtuber by the name of Angel Ganeve I think that's how you say it, or Ganev. I should probably get the name right if I'm going to make this guy my mentor, you know? <laughs> that's the best thing I could do. But yes, he really has an amazing artwork. And that's the type of artwork I am going for. And I showed some of my art skills to some friends, to some peers. And some people like it. They really enjoy it and they say I have talent. But I want to do more. I want to, you know, become a better artist. Like, I actually want to do something out of this. And eventually, at some point, coach other people on how to become better artists. And, I mean, this is kind of like where um, where I want to see myself doing in, like, the next couple years, you know? Just doing art, coaching people, 
being commissioned. Like, I, I want to do this. And funny enough, I used to do this a lot in high school. I used to do art in high school. And then, and then I had a talk with a counselor back then and told me, you know, usually art is not the most stable field right now because, you know, it's only more valuable when you pass away and all that mess, which, you know, it, it discouraged me. And that's why I went several years not knowing what to do with my life. Because that's the only thing I wanted to do back then in high school is art. And ever since, you know, realized that had that talk about how unstable it was, like it really discouraged me and I got lost. But now because of technology that's just consistently evolving, especially now with the craze of NFTs, it's like I feel like there's hope for a lot of artists, especially those that are wanting to make money out of this or wanting to monetize this. Like now there's, you know, more opportunity, I would say. So, um, again, I'm thankful for both uh, JBK and the coworker that I used to work with at the restaurant because, like, they both inspired me to, like, actually seek out what I want in life, what I really want to do with my life. And now that there's a way to, like, be successful at there's, like, a bigger opportunity now and having the talent, like, it really is keeping me in that path to pursue that, so... All right, anyway, that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for listening and make sure you go ahead and follow The Bromar Show on Instagram, which is at The Bromar Show. And make sure you go ahead and leave a review and follow The Bromar Show on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Make sure you also go to The Bromar Show website, which is at bromarmedia.co and sign up for the newsletter for any updates uh, just in case, you know, for some reason things go haywire on Instagram. Uh, I mean, I'm not really too fret about, but it's just an extra communication, extra step just to keep you up to date, basically. So again, thanks for listening and until next time.